Coming up on Studios America, from Blaze TV to Governor, Chad Prather joins me in his bid to bring a little Texas back to Texas. Bill Maher has a problem with the left's obedience to China, and I'm pretty sure Bill Maher making sense is a sign of the apocalypse. Blaze TV has the info that China does not want you to hear, so be sure to grab a subscription to blazetv.com slash stew. Make sure to use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show, plus you'll save 10 bucks. And Canadian PM and part-time blackface enthusiast Justin Trudeau shows his true colors by taking a knee for American BLM while turning his back on his own people shouting for freedom. Let's break down the hypocrisy as we do the Canadian crackdown. Stu does America. Oh, those Canadians, they are sure crazy, wild, and wacky. They really want their freedom. And I don't mean because of the stuff they're putting up with, with the government. I mean, it's so freaking cold to be protesting outside. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Just to give you a quick little review, let's go through the weekend here uh, with all the stuff that was going on in Canada. First of all, we'll give you a, a woman named Doreen as she asks police if she can go get a cup of coffee. Now, I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why can is I the get camera a coffee? in my face right now? Are you, you here partaking? You walked right up to me. Right now you're in the red zone? I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Okay. Where, can I, can you, I go for a coffee? still being arrested Pardon? right now. Do you now? live in this? No, you're I don't live here, but I, I'm... Where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for no, coffee. No, go grab You're yourself in the red leave. zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't go for a coffee. Grab yourself, because if we see you, we'll be patrolling all day. If we see you again, it'll be different. Leave. I'm telling you. I'm Take your away. camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? I'm walking away. Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Oh, just perfect. Uh, she wanted a cup of coffee. And what a crazy request that was. Honestly, the scariest part of that footage is several of those officers were wearing their masks outdoors underneath their noses. Imagine how much COVID they had spread. Mm, just terrible. Um, then it gets a little bit worse, maybe a lot worse, as Canadian protesters are trampled by horses. Come on through. What is happening here? Wow, what is this lady doing? Traveling, traveling horses. Traveling, stop it, stop it. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, how? This woman is trampled by a horse. They just fully trampled that lady. They just fully And apparently she was in the hospital after this uh, incident. You see the pushing, the shoving going on afterward. But again, if, if the Canadian police did not do this, someone might be inside the cab of their truck unvaccinated. So there is, of course, a trade-off. Here's the, do we have the overhead picture of this? So you can kind of see all the chaos going down. It's ugly, and this woman is in, I mean, she's lucky she's not dead, honestly. There were rumors initially that she was. Uh, however, that does not appear to be true. Uh, of course, the Canadian uh, police, uh, the, the police in Ottawa were like, ah, well, maybe we should actually respond to this one. <laughs> Normally, we don't, we try not to trample our citizens on video. Off, you know, maybe when the cameras aren't there, we'll do a little trampling here and there. But uh, they, they addressed uh, these incidents and gave, give it a little bit of a different picture than what we just saw. Can you specifically tell us what happened and what happened to the civilian and the horse? 
So thank you. Um, that mm. when you talk about misinformation, that's specifically one of the one of the demonstrations for us of that. Okay. Um, what, it, what it happened is the, the crowd was escalating around the police. There was tension that was continuing to escalate between our public order unit members and the demonstrators on the line that was uh, resulting in increased aggression by the demonstrators. Hmm. Um, members of the public or mounted public order unit rode through the crowd that created separation and lowered the temperature and, um, and circumstances that existed there so as not to escalate force. Oh. Almost immediately, there was uh, tweets, there was pictures that had been photoshopped out, uh, out? on social media that indicated uh, people had died as a result of that. We, we, the horses had run over somebody with a walker in the crowd. What I can indicate is there was two members of the protesters who did collide with the horses. They fell down. They immediately got back up and started to again engage in, in their protest and demonstration activity. That is one of the circumstances where, we, as we monitor we're identifying misinformation and as quickly as we can providing accurate real information about what is occurring on the ground. Again, look, I don't come at this as from some anti-cop perspective by any means. In fact, the exact opposite. Uh, but you looked, you, you saw the video. This was not an incident where this woman was antagonizing the horse, the horse or the police. Uh, and uh, she was uh, trampled by the horses. It's all right there on video. Now, she, whether she she did not die, as we pointed out, there was a rumor early on. And, you know, look, none of this stuff, none of the misinformation stuff helps anybody. Just be honest. It's on video. Show what's going on. And let me show you another incident uh, from this weekend. This is uh, Canadian police with uh, someone who is in the protesting uh, group. And they do they go to great lengths to uh, bring this person in between a couple of vehicles so they can uh, have their way with him on the ground. Watch with their trucks, if that is indeed see, their, their kind of dragging them out in between the vehicles. No one can yeah, see unless you happen to have this view. And then, oh, a couple of knees to the back. Just say yes, I want, I want just to bring to our viewers driving the knee into his side. Right of what is happening in Ottawa. Uh, it's it not pretty. There is it's not pretty. Arrest. Uh, you know, as Rosemary also mentioned, we're watching officers, law enforcement, start moving It's sort of in. important to, uh, you see all that footage and you see these attacks. And again, it's important to understand what is going on from the Canadian perspective. Here in the U.S., what we see is this group of people who are protesting something obvious. They should be able to drive their truck by themselves as an unvaccinated person. I don't think there's any, I mean, it's so insulting what this all started with. And we see them just taking a stand. And, and there's been some some people here who have said, hey, you know, it's kind of embarrassing that Canada's doing this and we're not doing anything. And now this is starting to uh, grow here in the United States as well. We'll get to that in a minute. There's a little bit of a different view from Canadians. Canadians, of course, you think of them as like the bluest of our blue state, but a country filled with people uh, who see the world that way. So, you know, they see these protests starting and they're against them from the beginning. And then when they start blocking traffic and doing things that are sort of irritating society, the Canadian people are hard, at least have been hardcore against uh, these protesters and have started to blame Justin Trudeau for not doing anything, essentially saying he's a wuss and he's not in, he's not doing enough. Now, Trudeau is trying to prove how tough he really is. And you can see anybody with that hair is always going to be very, very tough. And now he's cracking down on Canadians who are, you know, look, just asking for the most basic freedoms here. This is not they're not asking for anything insane. Over 90 percent of truckers are vaccinated. There's a few that don't want to be vaccinated. You can't just respect people's opinions. I just don't understand this mindset. I really don't. Um, uh, and 
these protests have risen up. There have been some people who have acted poorly, but it's been a small minority of people. Yet Canadians, instead of trying to de-escalate this situation, saying, hey, look, go home. We hear your complaints. We want to talk to you about these things, but go home for now. Let us clear this up and then we'll have our conversations after. Instead, they're basically threatening anybody who's there, who has been there from the beginning, who has been caught on video, is going to get prosecuted anyway. So why bother leaving at this point? Here is the uh, Ottawa police chief talking about that. The protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home. Uh, Are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans? after this, uh, after the protest is over? Thank you, it's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. Mm. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges, absolutely. This investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time-consuming investigation that Mm. will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. Seems like everybody in power wants their own January 6th to go after. They all want to make everything into January 6th so they can have long time investigations and go after everybody who disagrees with them. Uh, you know, not, uh, this is uh, just a bizarre, bizarre thing. Now, of course, uh, MSNBC, people on the left, have jumped on this bandwagon as well. This is uh, MSNBC uh, political commentator Michael Dowd. The danger is that there is a group of people that no longer believe in the we. They no longer believe in the common good. Mm. They no longer believe in the first you know, seven words of the Constitution of the United States of America, which is we the people of the United States. So they what they've done is, is they're putting I over we. It, it's why people don't get vaccinated. It's why they say don't stand up for Ukraine. It's why all, we're doing all of these things and fighting over so many things. And Fox News is the leader of the me movement. It's all about me. It's all about what's Mm -hmm. best for me. It's all about what's only in my interest. And if society as a whole or the common good somehow infringes on what I perceive as some of some restriction, then me is more important than we. And that's a troubling thing. It's incredibly troubling because democracies depend on the ability to get to the we. We, the people, come together to, yes, form a government to protect individual rights. It is about the I. It is about the me. It's, uh, the we is, is something that is, of course, important that we respect other people's individual rights. But we are not supposed to be forcing others uh, to, to make decisions that they are not comfortable with uh, to make us feel good about our, our lives and our situations. Not to mention, all of this is all outdated with the science anyway, which we don't have time to get into, but you know those, whole, those arguments as well. It's interesting, though, to see how Canada is, is dealing with these protests. When, they're on their, when it's on their territory um, and they're, they're peaceful protests almost exclusively, uh, you have uh, knees in the back and crackdowns and horse tramplings and we're going to prosecute till the end of the, to the fullest extent of the law. When it was BLM going on in the United States, uh, Justin Trudeau sounded uh, much, much different. We all watch in 
horror and consternation what's going on in the United States. Oh, okay. It is a time uh, to pull people together, but it is a time to listen. It is a time to learn what injustices continue despite progress uh, over years and decades. But it is a time for us as Canadians to recognize that we too have our challenges, that mm. black Canadians and racialized Canadians Racial. face discrimination as a lived reality every single day. There is systemic discrimination in Canada. Okay, you get the point. I mean, he's blabbing on and on and on. I can't. He's, every time I see him speak, he seems like he's terrified. Like, uh, like someone called him up in front of the class and he's just like, I'm so sorry all the time. Here he is, by the way, taking a knee at a BLM protest. That's how it does. The hypocrisy hit anyone else. This. Oh, we absolutely we're going to take a knee to honor the burning cities in the United States of America. But a bridge gets blocked. Uh, let's go after our own citizens. And I don't know. There's a lot of knees going on here. There was a knee that started with the George Floyd situation that wound up uh, with his death. There is the knee that everyone had to take uh, to honor Colin Kaepernick and BLM. And now there's knees to the back of Canadians uh, from the police. It's just an ugly situation. Now, of course, the blockades are over now. Uh, most of these protesters have dispersed. Guess if Ju Justin Trudeau is going to give his emergency power back? No. Shockingly enough, he's saying, ah, oh, they need them. I need to keep uh, the, the situation is still fragile and the state of emergency is still there. No big shock there. And we're going to see the same thing happen here in the United States as the Capitol fence is being reinstalled ahead of President Biden's State of the Union address as these potential protesters uh, come down to the United States of America as well. Um, there is some risk here as this spreads. And I think we all like the spirit of the Canadian truckers, but we need to be very careful about this. Let me give you a clip. This is from a local uh, D.C. reporter talking to one of the organizers of uh, the Freedom Convoy here in the United States. Watch this. This is this is where danger pops up. We intend to circle Washington, D.C. And basically, I'll give you an analogy of that of a giant ball constrictor. Basically squeezes you, chokes you, and then swallows you, and that's what we're going to do to DC. Hmm. There's a lot of people that don't want that to happen, and certainly want to be able to get to work, get to where they need to go to have emergency services reach them in the event of an emergency. Do you understand the risk uh, that you're putting in place there'll be, by doing this? There'll be a lane open for emergency vehicles to be able to get in and get out, and all that. We will not compromise anybody's safety or health one way or the other as far as if they can't get to work geez that's too bad mm. how long pardon how long will you be parked i have no idea now look i think the motivations are good for people wanting to protest obviously um but we got to be careful here i will say you know people are going to say what well you want us to be well behaved you don't need to be well behaved you need to be perfect perfect any mistake is going to be exploited by the media, and we all know this. We all know they're going to try to do it. Uh, it's important that you don't piss off the people you're trying to win over. Not caring about whether someone can go to work and earn a living to feed their families is not a winning argument. You need to be able to do these things in a way that, that does not infuriate the people you're trying to win over to your argument. It's important. That is a really important and under, undersold uh, type of thing. You can't be violent, of course. 
you can't be vulgar. Um, those things seem like, I mean, it's certainly violent is obvious. Vulgar seems a little bit paternal in a way, but it's true. You have to be able to win. If you want to win long term, you're going to have to get rid of those things. When someone does something that might be vulgar or borderline, you need to step up and stop them because uh, you talk to them and say, hey, you got, you got to stop that because look what the media is going to do to us. Here's the thing. We all know this. We all know that the media is going to do everything they can to make you into the villain if you are protesting with this Freedom Convoy. You have to make it difficult for them. You have to make sure that it's not easy to make you into the villain because you can turn what should be a win in the United States, a fight for freedom, into a loss by just a couple of minor mistakes. You don't need to be well-behaved. You need to be perfect. Well, now that we can get out, travel, take some vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning, in, uh, t- turning our new memories that we're finally getting now into art. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Maybe show multiple generations of people, some people that might not be with us anymore. Uh, Whatever you want to do, some great piece of art from a team of world-class artists and work with them uh, until every detail is perfect. Uh, They have a user-friendly platform that makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited-time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. 20% off right now. This is really cool. Free shipping. Get the special offer by texting the word STU to 64,000, S-T-U, to 64,000. Terms apply. They're available at PaintYourLife.com. Again, text STU to 64,000. So it's great to have Chad Prather in studio, especially when we're not abusing our livers for a power hour. Uh, He's the host of the Chad Prather Show, of course, right here on Blaze TV and candidate for governor of the state of Texas. Chad, how's it going? Hi, man. It's good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, You know, that night we did the power hour and then I had to go do the live show. And you guys made it to the live show. People are still asking me to say, how did you guys manage to do that? I'm like. We just had to do it. You know, sometimes when you have to do something, you just get it done. You power through. I don't remember much of that evening. Brutal. uh, But it was a lot of fun. And your show is always really funny, man. We had fun. It was great. Um, Let me go to the campaign, though, because we're getting close here. Uh, Your tweet uh, earlier today uh, at Watch Chad, eight days before Election Day, and I get put into seven days of Facebook jail. <laughs> Seems legit. Yeah. What happened? Why are you in Facebook Um, jail? Stupid. You know, I fortunately, I... I get put in Facebook jail all the time, but fortunately I have Facebook reps that I can actually email. Okay. And they usually look at it fairly more than just the revision process. But the problem is you have these trolls that come out mm-hmm. and they start reporting. So there's no accident. This is about the campaign. Yeah. No question about it. So the trolls come out and they, they go back and they find something that you've said in 2017. Right. And maybe you use the word insurrection before January 6th ever even happened. Right. But because you use that word. Right. And that, this is sort of that situation. The word insurrection is in this post that I made. From 2017? Yeah, it's from, it's from a while back, yeah. And what does that have to do with anything? It doesn't not- have anything to do with anything. So I'm I'm hoping on their better angels that they'll reverse that. Because it is important. You know, I know people say, get off of Facebook. 
And I'm going to play it, right? Uh, if you're undecided at this point in the last minute of who you're going to vote for in this Texas primary, pick the guy that got banned by Facebook for telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, Just go with that guy. Yeah. That's probably the right dude who's not politically correct. Uh, that's amazing. So th- this is, I mean, this has got to feel weird. You're, you've been doing this for a while. You were, yeah. were you the first person who announced first person. in this primary? And so I've been using that recently on the campaign trail. We did 5,000 miles in my truck last week alone. Um, I, in 2020, July of 2020, when the mandates were handed out by Greg Abbott in the state of Texas, again on July 2nd, mm. I was a guy who said, you know, when you're drinking, you do dumb things sometimes, <laughs> right? And yes. I'm sitting there and I go, somebody's got to stand up to this guy. And somebody looked at me and said, why don't you do it? And I said, I, there's no reason why I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I did. I, I was the first person that announced that I was going to do it. See, that's when they should have you in social media jail so you can not get access not to your own that. accounts. Yeah. Right? You should have yeah. to blow a breathalyzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably great. But I, you know, I, it took me about 24 to 48 hours to decide, am I serious about this? Because mm-hmm. that, was, that was the 4th of July week. We were, those days we were with the Trump. We were with the family. A lot going on. Yeah. So when the dust settled with all of that event, when, after I made that announcement and I was with Trump and all these things, these rallies, uh, and I go, okay, now, is it, I mean, am, I, am I serious about this? Right. And I said, well, I am serious about the fact that the Constitution wasn't written to keep you safe or healthy. It was written to keep you free. That's a conviction. And I've been, I said, I can, I can get on Blaze TV and I can talk about politics and, and bitch about politics or I can do something about it. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I think I'm pretty serious about it. And 18 months later, here we are. How tired are you at this point? Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I, I went and voted for myself the other day in early voting. I don't like early voting, but I had to because there's so many places we've sure. got to be. I went and voted, and there was a huge weight that lifted off of me after I saw my name on the ballot, yeah. punched my ballot. What's that like? you know, That's got to be so cool. And, and, not, and it's not... You know, some small, it's governor of Texas, yeah. like like the third most powerful yeah. dude in the universe, God, the president in Texas. <laughs> yeah. uh, and your name is on, actually on that ballot. And I ran a campaign without a lot of smear. In fact, you know, I don't want to say that smear coming at me. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we joke about having the skeletons in the closet. I've lived a lot of life. You, yes. In the yes, world of entertainment, I've lived yeah. a lot of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, without a bunch of that stuff coming out. Going, people going crazy, attacks. We ran a, a campaign with integrity. Um, I mean, to the point where somebody would walk up and try to hand me a $20 bill at a campaign event, and I would just say, you're going to have to give that. There's a way to do it. So, Because it's easy to just want to... Right, of you course. Know, I, I, sure, in, why in any, not? Other, any other line of business, you're like, yeah, right. you want to hand me money? Sure. Sure. You can't do that. But, you know, and, and two, we did 17 candidate forums with myself and the other primary opponents. 17 forums. Abbott never showed up to any of them. And I set the tone right up front. I said, I'm not going to sling mud with these guys. This is not my fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not running against them. I'm running a- alongside them with one common goal, and that is to remove this governor. So I'm proud of it. That's how it feels. It, you know, it, it, after, after next uh, week, March 1st, mm-hmm. when Election Day is done and we see what's going on. But it's going to unleash win, lose, or whatever. It's going to unleash a whole other journey now because the battle's not done. Right. we got to get through November. And Texas is at stake. I argue, I argue that this is one of, if not the most important election in American history. It's that important. Mm. You know, if you look at a map of the United States, Texas sits at the bottom in the middle. It's a very big piece of that puzzle. You pull Texas out of there and that puzzle falls apart. And that, that's metaphorically how it is in reality. Um, Texas matters. And so if it is Abbott who's running against Robert O'Rourke, then of course <laughs> we're going to throw support behind Abbott. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe they're the flip side of the same big government coin. 
But the, the battle's just beginning. Uh, I will never take my eyes off of what I've seen. I've learned so much, man, so much in the last year and a half. I'll never take my eyes off of Texas politics for the rest of my life. What's the difference between uh, going around the state and connecting with a voter as opposed to connecting to someone in your audience for your live shows? Totally different. Uh, these people's lives are on the line, hmm. uh, and they are. I mean, it, whether they're losing their jobs because of a mandate or they were deemed non-essential, their businesses were shut down, uh, their property taxes are out of control, spending's out of control, their priorities aren't being listened to, uh, the border is insecure, hmm. they've got people walking across their, you know, trafficking other humans across their ranch. So, you know, it's one thing to go in there and, and say, hey, we're going to have a show, we're going to have a good time, we're going to go home, we're all going to feel good on a Friday night. This is this is life or death here. I mean, it, this really is. So when people say, oh, it, you know, I, we've been able to put to rest that idea of, oh, he's just a comedian mm -hmm. because we, we ran a serious race. And, and when people get around me, they realize, one, I'm not I'm the only non-politician in the race. I'm the only person who's never held office. Mm -hmm. And they know that uh, that we've got to um, that I've got all, everything at stake in this. I'm doing it truly out of conviction. So they see that. I, in, the, in the spirit of Texas, which I say is caught, it's not taught, it's alive. It, and people, people are very passionate about the state of Texas, and they want to see it done right. Yeah, no, that's, it's very true. Um, so what, when you go around the state and you're talking to these people, it's life and death. What are, what are the, what's the big issue? Is it, is it the mandates mainly? Is it uh, you know, the energy stuff that's happened? Is it just general uh, adherence to the Constitution? What is it? Well, I think, I think people feel like their state's being taken from them. I think they feel like, you know, we've often joked, said, don't California my Texas. But <laughs> right. it very much is starting to feel like California when you look at the spending you know, we've talked the percentages of the 19% of the spending growth versus 5.4% population growth. So that just statistically, we're starting to look like California, and we will in the next five years. Uh, but the answer to your question is yes, it's all of those. Um, you know, we're getting terrorist threats on our energy grid every single week from various countries. Uh, we're, we're very close to looking like North Korea. In fact, if, if that energy grid had, had four and a half more minutes uh, yeah. last year and we were North Korea, I mean, we were North Korea. We were in the dark ages. So it hasn't been taken care of, and we're still in a problem. Um, America sits in a position to save the rest. I'm sorry, Texas sits in a position to save the rest of America. You remember when the Russians hacked the pipeline after Biden went into office? Well, they're still trying to do that on America's grid. If Texas would fortify itself in terms of its energy prowess and its ability to maintain uh, that grid, we could literally save America because we stand independent from the rest of the American grid. But we're not doing that. And there's a reason. And you follow the money, you follow the donors, you follow the causes, and you'll find out why. But, you know, whether it's the open border, and we know that's a crisis. We know that there's a target on our back from Washington, D.C. Uh, people, are, people are really starting to feel the pain on this property tax issue. We're now number one in metropolitan areas uh, in the United States for property tax, number six in the nation overall. It's not good. We have, we have a, a low-tax state, but we don't have a smart-tax state. Hmm. What so, does that mean? So when we continue to encourage these companies to come here, whether it's – you name your company that's coming, whether it's Samsung from yeah. South Korea, Silicon, you know, the Silicon Valley companies, all these others that are coming. And some companies that we actually agree with that we like are coming here, and we're subsidizing them to the point that we've become a sinkhole state. So they would have come here anyway because we're a great state to mm -hmm. do business in as a low-tax state. But now we're taxing our people because we've subsidized it to the point where every time these new companies come in here, you give that 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 company hires a new person. Well, that's, that basically costs the Texas taxpayer about five hundred thousand dollars. 
So that's how much we're subsidizing. So when you give Samsung a billion dollars to come to do business, come do business in Texas, how do you get that back? How do you get that back? That takes forever. Right. Their argument is that, well, it increases the general economy nearby and it creates jobs. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we talk about the energy grid. There's no reason why we aren't selling energy to the western part of the United States and making money off of that. Mm. We have the ability to do that if we would use this grid properly and administrate it. Uh, We know that California has its brownouts and its rolling blackouts and things like that. There's no reason why we can't be selling energy. Uh, We are a global leader when it comes to energy. There's other ways to be making money. We're already a wealthy state, but we've made ideologies into policies. We apologize to the climate cultists about our oil, gas, and coal industry here. In fact, we've got 18 decommissioned coal plants, which would have been handy uh, last year when the power went out. If we could have just turned it off, <laughs> yeah, that would right? be nice. Yeah. But because we're apologizing to the climate cultists, we have those decommissioned. We're the number two producer of lignite coal in the nation. We don't have great quality coal, but when you set it on fire, it burns yeah. <laughs> and it creates heat. It's amazing. Mm. Um, so again, we've got to stop apologizing for what's made us great. Yeah. I want everybody to be J.R. Ewing. I want them to own their land, a big piece of land, and I want them to make oil money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, so what do you do with the border? Because the, we, we saw this back in, in the day with Arizona. They tried to pass a policy where they could actually enforce some stuff on the border yeah. and do something about it. Uh, you know, the border is, is this is low-key crisis that no one seems to talk about anymore. It's, it's never improved since Biden got right. in there. It's, you know, we, we had like a month of coverage on it, and everyone forgot about it. Yeah. Yet still, maybe the biggest disaster of his presidency. What do you do? Well, you know— Everybody listening to this show, watching this show, understands that we should uphold international treaties. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would I would uh, push the Texas Land Commission to uh, to enforce a treaty that was written back in the 1800s mm-hmm. between Texas and Mexico, and that is each state, Mexico and Texas, has to supply a certain amount of water to the Rio Grande every single year. Mexico has not supplied water to the Rio Grande in five years, so they're behind on payment. Hmm. Now, if they were to do that, we would raise the level of the water on the Rio Grande by a foot. All right. What, or, or if you raised it by a foot, then hmm. you, can't, you can't cross it. Right. If you raise it by 20 feet, which is what those five-year payments would do, it now becomes a navigable river. It actually becomes a port river. R- really? Yeah. So if you go down <laughs> to the Rio Grande, you look at the banks, they're empty. They, they keep it low on purpose. You make that a navigable river, and it's a new, it's a Panama Canal. Mm. I mean, in a lot of ways, it is. You can run, you can run boats, ships, uh, you can dock them. There's a lot of things. And it becomes, and any military person will tell you that any geographical type of physical boundary is better than any fence. It's, it's, it's sure. hard to do. So there's things we can do that are simple like that. But then you go into cost, the Constitution, and you start invoking Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 mm-hmm. of the Constitution, or Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, or Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas Constitution that says if you're being left alone by the federal government, they're not coming to your aid in, this, in the time of an invasion, the governor of the state becomes the commander-in-chief. And so he, then you put the National Guard, you empower, enforce, and arm the Texas State Guard uh, day one of my administration, I would declare an invasion. We would declare an invasion and we would call the cartels, narco-terrorists, international terrorist groups. 2.8, uh, I'm sorry, there was enough uh, fentanyl that came across the border last year to kill 2.8 billion people. That's a, that's a bioweapon from China that is a weapon of mass destruction. We're being invaded. And so you got to pull out all the constitutional stops and then sue the pants off the federal government whenever they try to call up the National Guard and federalize them because you got to have a crisis to do that. What's the crisis, Joe? Must be an invasion. That's right. So let's do something about it. Good thing is uh, people who oppose the cartels, nothing ever bad happens to them. So no, you should be ever, totally fine here. Ever. Uh, no, I mean, we're, this is this is strong talk when we talk about the cartels. Okay, One last lobbying yeah. effort I'm going to make here. Okay. <laughs> 
I live in Texas. It's supposed to be the state of the, it's a free state. Yeah. You do what you want here. I am embarrassed to have friends in New York that are gambling on FanDuel. <laughs> How is it possible that Texas is stopping yep. me from signing up for legal sports gambling when states like New Jersey and New York have it? Yeah, I, I well, for the argument against it is the fact that it trends, tends to even further attract trafficking and cartel mm-hmm. operations and, and mafia operations and things like that. Is that an old I, argument, though? I, I think mean, it is. Yeah. Now, me, the libertarian in me says, look, mm-hmm. if, if my freedom goes up to where it encroaches on yours, that's where it's going to stop. Right. So I, I believe I'm free. I'm the only candidate out there, the legitimate candidates, who, who has said, let's put it in, in the power of the people. Let the will yeah. of the people okay. determine. Yeah. You know, if we were to have casinos in Texas, I've advocated for having destination casinos. Don't put them in urban centers. Mm-hmm. It creates more poverty, things like that. But yeah, you already have legal and illegal poker rooms in Houston. Yeah. And, and again, I can argue against the trafficking thing. I, one thing, if you legalize certain things, it takes the fangs out of the mouth of the evildoers, mm-hmm. if you will, that use those kind of things sure. to, to, you know, yeah. peddle their wares, if you will. But I think Texas, and I keep saying whether it's that or cannabis or whatever these moral clauses or laws are, there's right ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And there's enough states who have done these things that we should be good enough now and observant enough to learn from them, to do them the right way. Yeah. I'm not advocating for those things, but I am saying let's put it in the will of the people and mm-hmm. let them decide. All right. Well, that's that's what we want, right? Freedom. We just want, we just want freedom. We want the people to be able to decide. Chad Prather, of course, his show here is the Chad Prather Show. We're here on Blaze TV and Prather22.com. 2022. That's what I said, right? 2022? What did I say? You got it. Prather2022.com. Close do, enough. Do that. And, or what's it? It's Beto. <laughs> Beto22. Beto. <laughs> Beto 22. You still have that. Yeah. Uh, Beto22.com. It'll get you there as well. More information on his run for Texas governor. Chad, good luck, man. Thank you. It's a big week coming up. It's huge. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, buddy. All right. uh, If you want a great snack throughout the day, you'd rather not pack on the pounds. You got Built Bars. They're there for you right now. Raspberry, coconut, mint brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, so many more. They've also got like lemon dipped cheesecake, banana cream pie, all sorts of crazy flavors they're trying all the time. If you want to uh, get a sampling, they've got the original box, uh, the mix box for nine of their flavors. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories or less. You know, this is a great protein bar, but you'll actually like how it tastes. It doesn't taste like cardboard. That's the big thing. Built.com is the place to go. Use the promo code STU15. You'll save 15% off your first order. Promo code is STU15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to tell you about a uh, brand new feature we have on the program today. And uh, Control Room, I want to make sure we make a note of this. We get this done every single day. <clears throat> It's February 21st, and we have intelligence that Russia will invade Ukraine in the next 24 hours. Okay, I was going to say that every day, because then eventually, one day, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to look awesome. Uh, This seems to be the pattern here in the United States right now. We just say, hey, we got intelligence. They're coming in the next couple of days, and then they don't invade. And then we say, thank God they did. That's just because we said it. If we didn't say it, they would have definitely invaded. But just want to tell you, don't relax, because we have new intelligence that says they're coming in the next 48 hours or so. And and that happens. And we say, thank God we were here to say that so they wouldn't come in. It's this weird dance that's going on right now. And I don't I honestly have no freaking idea. 
I have no idea whether they're going to invade or not. I will say it does look more and more likely by the day. Today, uh, Putin has ordered uh, peacekeeping troops to be delivered to the separatist regions of Ukraine. And also, um, he has uh, recognized the independence of both of these regions. Now, look, the last few days, we've think of think of this, the, the series of events here. You have hundreds of thousands of troops now all over the borders, uh, the Belarusian vo- uh, border and the Russian border uh, with Ukraine. They're all over the place. They're kind of just hanging out there waiting for this thing to start. They evacuated these regions. They didn't evacuate into Ukraine, though. They evacuated into Russia, um, making it seem like, I guess, Ukraine's going to attack. Russia is claiming there's a genocide going on at the hands of the Ukrainians, which does not at all seem to be accurate. Uh, Who knows? But it does seem like these things are adding up. Now, uh, Putin made this big speech saying these are independent regions. We're recognizing their independence. This is something that we said a while ago. If they do that... Then they're going to get real consequences. Are we going to stand by that? Your guess is as good as mine. They're trying to say basically at this point that um, it's a deterrence uh, for war. We're going to hold these uh, sanctions out. And if they go in, then we're going to pop the sanctions on. So anything they do up until crossing that border, they've sort of taken themselves out of that game already. They can't really use the sanctions if they're going to be respected at all. Now, look. The problem here, of course, is you have on one side of this Vladimir Putin, who's an insane person and a dictator and a murderer. And on the other side, you have Joe Biden, who's completely oblivious and has no idea what he's doing. And then on the Ukrainian side, you have a comedian who has been who was elected a few years ago. And I don't know. Does he know anything about this stuff? I have no idea. It's like they just put like John Stewart or you know Stephen Colbert in control of their country. How is that going to work out? I don't know. Probably not well. Doesn't seem like any of this is going to work out well. And look, the, the, the Russians want the return of the Soviet Union. They do want this. They've stated it publicly. And when insane people like Vladimir Putin uh, say they want something like that, like that done, it's probably wise to believe them. We just, you know, this is low key, the type of thing that could spiral out of control really easily and wind up causing real damage, not just in that region, but much, much wider than that. I still hope, of course, we hope this doesn't happen. I think there's a good chance that there's a partial or a, as Joe Biden would call it, a minor incursion, which, of course, they feel completely free to do at this point because Joe Biden basically gave him the green light a couple of months ago. So this is where we stand now. We have some uh, background on this. We're going to probably do tomorrow and go a little bit deeper on the Ukraine and Russia thing. Uh, Stay here for that. And we'll be back in a second. So maybe you settle into a nice life in Pripyat and the exclusion zone. And, you know, all of a sudden you're hearing a lot about an invasion that might wind up destroying your area. And you're looking for a place anywhere other than Ukraine. Well, you need a real estate agent that you can trust. One hopefully not named Vladimir. Uh, If you come to the the United States, we would be happy to have you, assuming you're doing it legally, of course. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find a real estate agent that can help you settle in an area that's not going to explode. Realestateagentsitrust.com, you got to find the right agent uh, because this is probably the biggest financial transaction you will ever have uh, up until this point in your entire life. So... What do you do? You get someone who knows what they're doing. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Two years ago, when the general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, 
tweeted, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. He was forced to apologize. <laughs> In America, we're supposed to root for democratic government, not apologize for it. But the NBA has a television deal with China worth a billion and a half dollars. So LeBron James said Maury needed to be educated on the situation. The situation being, I got some shoes to sell. <laughs> Kowtow is a Chinese word, but boy, Americans have gotten good at it. <laughs> For years, Google proudly refused to kowtow to Chinese censors, adopting the slogan, don't be evil. But the Chinese market proves so lucrative that, well, okay, a little evil. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. What is going on in the world when Bill Maher is making sense? Uh, again, uh, he's one of the only voices out there, it seems like, for sanity. You know, I do feel like there is a rise of this, uh, of this um, I don't know, somewhat, somewhat away from the conservative side, which is it's been there the entire time with conservatives. But people on the left, people in the middle stepping up and saying, like, look, I, I'm not a conservative, but this is nuts. You know, we're going to side with China now. What's what is going on? Um, you know, LeBron James is obviously the you know worst example of. Pretty much everything. Uh, but he's the one of the worst examples in the NBA. But still, I mean, it goes deeper than this into every you know, aspect of our society, kowtowing to China and others when it comes to money. Um, but Bill Maher's not folding. He just got re-signed to a deal by HBO. That doesn't make any sense. Dave Chappelle, after all the trouble he went through, uh, you know, he is now uh, going with a new four, uh, uh, four special deal. He's going to be producing for other comedians. But the relationship continues to go on. Spotify, we would love you to subscribe to our show at Spotify um, and uh, follow the show uh, on Spotify. We are there, of course. But they continue to stand by Joe Rogan. I don't know if things are changing. Maybe the people are becoming a little pissed off at the way things have gone over the past couple of years and want this woke nonsense out of our lives. I hope so, but I'm not sure of it yet. I will be honest with you. It's good to see some signs of hope, though, uh, in, a, in a landscape that's been barren of them lately. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. This one comes in dumb show. <laughs> My reviews are the weirdest thing. In the world. Dumb show. I love this stupid show because it hurts others <laughs> way better than helping you, Stu. Besides, maybe Joe Biden could get a bad rating if I give you a good one. That is true, by the way. If you give us uh, five stars, it not only helps this podcast, but more importantly, it hurts others. That's the thing you need to remember. Uh, also, you can comment on the show live on YouTube, youtube.com slash Stu Does America. Subscribe there as well. Click the little bell so it'll remind you when we're, we've got new shows out. Uh, Joey writes, more charts Yes, Stu, conserva nerds, love us some charts, logic, and freedom. Don't stop. Remind us that we are not alone. You're not alone. I mean, you're almost alone, but not completely. And that's what gives you the warm feeling inside. Dennis writes, uh, without a crisis to pretend they're solving, the left has no function. I mean, they never did, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I, I do know what you mean. Sadly, uh, there isn't a lot of function there other than taking advantage of a crisis these days. We'll have more of that fun on tomorrow's program, of course. Don't forget, go to stewdoesmerch.com. stewdoesmerch.com. Get all your great gear. Wokeness is weakness, you know, on the mug. That's a fun one. Uh, stewdoesmerch.com. Nancy Pelosi 
Sucks pens are in stock right now. We will see you tomorrow, boys and girls.